This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Are you leaving Are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> this is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. I, uh, I startled you again. You did. It, you went real loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, that's on me. You know what happened? Uh, somehow during the word welcome, which is a pretty soft word, I don't know how this happened, I bit my cheek. Oh. And so there was a substantial amount of pain. Near the front? Uh, right on the side. Oh. Welcome. And welcome. And welcome. welcome, blood to my mouth. <laughs> it is a problem. Uh, my dad and I share uh, sharp molar edges. Oh, shit. Yeah. This I, is the family secret? Yeah, it's the ancient family secret <laughs> of how to always have a canker sore. <laughs> Biting the side of your mouth with your razor-sharp molars. Well, I have the same. I guess I must have razor-sharp molars, too, because I do the thing where... I bite one section and then just keep on biting it over and over. Yeah. It feels bad. It's called chewing your cut. <laughs> where it becomes a pattern. It's called being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just like cows are. Look at this cool um, Santeria shop. I don't practice that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? I don't know the next lyric. God damn <laughs> I don't <it>. either. <laughs> I mean, oh, my sublime material used to be just that, but I don't do it anymore. I think it did... started with 311 jokes. I ain't got no crystal ball. I ain't Thank got you, no Steven. crystal ball. Thank you. And you, if you did have a crystal ball, wouldn't you predict that if you had a million dollars, you were about to spend it? So maybe you'd you open up an extra can diversify in preparation for the I'm, I'm reading too much into these lyrics sorry yeah. bradley yeah <laughs> that's like and to your dalmatian turns out i know a lot about sublime <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about He's, at all right bradley's a singer of sublime there's a dot. Did you not know the Santeria part even? I did know that. Oh, okay, that's all I, we... Be, and do you know why? Because when I didn't have a... D, a I was going to say DVD. A CD player in my car around the time that song came out, what, the like early 2000s? Yeah. I would, it, I would listen to terrestrial radio while I drove, and if that song came on, I would turn it so fast. Because there are certain songs I can't listen to at all. Right. That's one of them. Kokomo's another. Way down? Yeah, I... Uh, I... I'm afraid that I kind of like when a sublime song comes on as much as I make fun of white guy reggae I do kind of there's part of me that there was a time in my life you know where 311 and sublime it just spoke to me sure you know I've I've always been Irie. No, I know. I, I mean, I think you would have to love it to be so good at making fun of it. Right, right. That's part of it. I, I think people don't understand that. If you're mocking them to your fa- to their face, mm-hmm. they're, 
basically admitting they're in love with you. Right. And that's and, what that is. And when I did a show in San Francisco for a bunch of white guys, they're dreadlock DJs that did like Rasta DJing. I don't think they would call it Rasta G- DJing. <laughs> but uh, I, that's one of the first times I made fun of them. And they were right there. I didn't know they were right there. And they actually kind of turned into Gary Oldman from True Romance oh, where oh. They, they wanted to kill me. They did? Yeah, they weren't very happy. And I'm like, hey, man, it's all out of love. It's all out of love. <laughs> and they they didn't. They weren't on board. White reggae people better have a sense of humor. Yeah. Head best. Yeah. That's not a threat. No, sorry. It's just the way it came out. <laughs> I'm practicing Santeria. On there, this guy's from Hawaii in front of me. That's what... When I went to Hawaii, everyone was just listening. Just, it's like they to that, sublime. That, so, sublime. Why everywhere? They didn't. They don't get new music there. Oh, <laughs> all the, the way over to Hawaii. Yeah, the ocean. <laughs> the ocean inhi- inha- inhibits it. I, I think it has to have something to do with it. Not anymore. But in the terrestrial radio days, sure. the signal just didn't make it across, across those waters. So they basically were there with some old reggae, mm-hmm. some white reggae. And some coconuts and some string. And of course, the ukulele. <laughs> they had to make do. Then <laughs> <And> they did. <laughs> oh, boy. What's going on in this uh, part of the North America with everybody? Oh, you mean my, my life? Sure. I'm going to Montana tomorrow, and it's okay to say, because it's going to be a surprise. Uh, I'm showing up at my nephew's graduation, but by the time this airs, it will have already happened, so I'm not spoiling it. Wait a second. Your sister lives in Montana? She lives in Spokane, Washington. I knew it. Very, I knew it wasn't Very Montana. close. There's just one little panhandle of Idaho that, that gets in the way. But Oh, so they're celebrating his graduation at your dad's? Nope. I'm going to fly to Montana, oh. hang out with my dad for a day, then drive across that panhandle I mentioned. Got it. Into Spokane, Washington. Got it. And Thank you. I was so confused. And then I'd I'm, love for you to text me every stop you make. Yes. Just let me know yeah. where you are on the right. panhandle. Next time you hear from me, I'll be in Coeur d'Alene, Washington, <laughs> near Hayden Lake. The, you know, the place where all the white supremacists used to uh, hang out, and then they were kicked out and went to Illinois. Did they really? I think so. Is that where they went? I think they went to Illinois. Yeah. Then they went onto the internet. Yes. And haven't gotten kicked off of that. And they're one dozen strong. <laughs> <laughs> um... I went once and played Moscow, Idaho. Uh, no brag, but it did happen. Did you? Did you do stand-up comedy or music there? Yes. Uh, you had. To, it was a one-nighter. You were required to do if the if you played the Seattle uh, Comedy Underground. Remember that club? Oh right. Uh, I was middling for Patton, and as the middler, you had to go and headline a one-nighter in a Holiday Inn bar in Moscow, Idaho. You, I've told you the story. When I got there, I went with the opener who was a man who was close to 70. Uh-huh. He told all street jokes, like the, hey, McLeod, get off of my you. Those, remember those, like, they're like drunk uncle at a wedding jokes. Yeah, I wish I knew more of them for when people ask me if I know any jokes. Yeah, well, that one you can keep. Okay. A, that's for you. That's a free one for you. This is me putting it in my front pocket. <laughs> that's for the panhandle. Uh, yeah. So we got there. He drove. We went. We drove from Seattle to um, that's a to long Moscow. drive. It was pretty long. We get there. They they gave us a hotel room in the hall in the Holiday Inn. We get there. They're watching. Um, I believe this time it was either Seinfeld or a sports game. They all wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. The uh, the guy running the show turned off the show and went. It's time for comedy. So people like <laughs> literally booed and were mad and drunk. And then Grandpa gets up and tells uh, fifteen mediocre street jokes. And then I have to get up and headline. And I got I would say twelve minutes into my act. They were, they, people were bringing shots up on the stage and going, drink, 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 and shots and shit. And I was like, I don't drink. I'm an alcoholic. I don't drink. Oh. Drink it! And then I finally told, I was like, I'll give you one last joke. I told it. I'm like, I think you guys want the TV part turned back on. That's what we're going to do. And I just fucking left. And as I walked out, so it was just like super awkward, quiet, uh-huh. as I walked off stage. And then as I walked out the door, because literally out of the door of the bar, 
you turned right down the hallway and my room was three doors down. Oh no. So I was just like, I'm d- I'm not doing this. Like, well, I'm not going to fight with you fucking people. And I, I was a middler. I wasn't a headliner. Um, who went up at the end? Just another old No, no, guy? that was supposed to be me. Oh, I was supposed wow. to headline it. This, when was this? This was in 19, I'd say 96 or okay. seven. Okay. Okay. That's all. I didn't know you had stopped been not drinking so damn long. It's not funny. 97 yeah. is when I stopped. Wow. Uh, oh, and there was a fresh, like, Hey, quit sending these shots up. I not long ago would drink all of them. Right. But also it was this thing where they were, it was like a weird way of fucking with me by giving, putting shots on the tape. Like it was very confrontational, but they were pretending it was like, we're all partying. And it's like, I'm not only am I not partying, I don't like it here. And I don't, and none of you care uh, one whit about my comedy ideas. So let's fucking, let's end this charade. You were in a situation, which would be the worst, which I've never experienced, where you were just a couple walls away from the bar. You could have ran, (laughs) gotten into bed, and then overheard them. Yes. Saying how they didn't like. (laughs) That they fucking hated my That's an extra. That would have been the worst. But as I walked out the door, the bouncer, as I walked by him, just right into my ear went, boo. What? Uh huh. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. And that's just one of the many stand-up comedy experiences I've had. <laughs> Why did he feel the need to do that? Because I bailed on the show. I basically oh. got up and was like, "You guys suck. <laughs> this sucks," and left. So he, I think he just was thought I was a quitter, which he was right. Wow. I had a similar experience like that. Uh, please hold. Please hold. Oh, uh, we're at Starbucks. Hi, can I get a double tall one pump mocha? And can I get a venti um, vanilla? Did you say iced? Yeah. An iced venti vanilla latte. All right. I'll have an iced venti vanilla latte also. Can we have two of those? Two iced venti vanilla, vanilla lattes? Oh, my vanilla, it's going to be super sweet. That'll be fine. It'll be exciting. I'm just pretending it's an ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not... Will you hand me my purse, sure. Stephen? Thank you. Booze. And, man, it makes me want candy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I crave It's not weird. That's now. all sugar. It's, Booze is sugar, and you just need to replace the it. The other day, the other night, it was late. I had to walk to the liquor store and get a Snickers ice cream bar. <laughs> I'm really, I feel like I'm growing up. <laughs> Because <laughs> you walked yourself down? Oh, man. It was good, too. I ate it real fast. I love all sweets. Except I don't like almond-flavored things or marzipan. I think that's weird. What is marzipan? <laughs> marzipan is like when you go into a fancy ba- uh, bakery or candy store, and they've shaped, like... Um, sugar and almond oil and all these different things into pretty little it'll look like a piece of fruit or it'll look like they basically sculpture it's candy sculpture and then when you eat it it tastes like almond oil it tastes like it's almond flavored I don't want that it's not good no but but like princesses and royalty have it (laughs) oh so the card that we're being that we're using today yes yes is to uh chris karen and steven from roxanne and lewis i think that's what this says yeah. it looks like or roxanne and lexi yeah let that me is see more wait Hold yeah on. roxanne and lexi it does from or it looks like lorraine to me <laughs> okay lorraine roxanne lexi or lewis Thank you so much. Yeah. And this next is, time, don't use a big fat marker. <laughs> um, what if says, I was like that? They were, <laughs> what if I was that person? The, can you oh, see what that says? They're from this place, Wisconsin? Oh, wow. Uh, I think that's an R. Or is it a Q? Yeah. For, boy, it's... Boy, oh boy. Boy, I... That it? Oh, man, I don't know. Thank you. Right, have a good one. Thank you, you too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you got you got that one. No, no. I I gave it. I gave it. I handed it back. Good manners, Chris. Mm-hmm. These ice lattes they have they have no uh, straw, so we're saving the turtles. But they're kind of dangerous. Right. I I really I've really been enjoying my turtle ambassadorship. Oh, have you gotten a lot of heat off that? I'm, yeah, just not from the turtle industry yet, but <laughs> yet. just from fans. They take a while, though. You remember turtles? Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to respond as quickly as, say, a hair. Even on the corporate level. <laughs> they're, they, they're, they're a different breed. But I'm, yeah, I've been uh, 
I've been eating a lot of sugar. I've been staying at home. I, I, uh, I went bowling the other night. I did some gardening. Oh. I've, I'm, I'm feeling bad because my neighbor, uh, she planted seeds in her garden. Uh, nothing really came up, but mine is flourishing. And we get the same amount of sunlight. It has to be. She's not watering enough. But oh. these flowers are everywhere. <laughs> They're wild ones. I got, I'd never done that, so it's very exciting to me. I just feel like I'm growing up. You and are. I pulled very well. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's where my life is at. <laughs> well, do you, want to, do you want to know where my life is at? I do. My, um, there's the new Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And my house doesn't work. It, um, it doesn't work. That's how I discovered that I have an outbox on my email because I've been sending emails, hitting send, and they don't go through and then they go sit in the outbox and then don't go through even when the internet comes back. Mm -hmm. um, so you thought people just weren't getting back to you? Yeah. I mean, no, it would be mid-conversation where a bunch of people are going back and forth. I think I'm having my say and the next day I'm like, oh, all those emails are just sitting over here. And then I go to watch TV and every, like I was on Netflix first and hit play. And then a thing came up that said, this television show will be available in five hours. Hmm. Uh, Sounds so it's been like that until I'm, this is the, um, final example of something awful. I woke up the other morning and had a text that was from a friend at seven 30 in the morning. Someone I've been speaking with lightly mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Like mm -hmm. immediately texting at 730 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, you don't and get it was, a lot of those. Yeah, so like at 830, I just responded. And then about four minutes later realized just because your phone says that the text was delivered at 730 right. in the morning doesn't mean that's when it was sent. Right, So right. actually on the other end of that, it looked like unsolicited. I sent someone a text at 8.30 in the morning. Right, yeah. And now my life has been ruined by bad Wi-Fi. Really? You think that that ended it? I mean, who knows? But I can't, I can't, I don't have it in me to withstand the humiliation of looking like the kind of person that would text another person that they are not really technically involved with at right. fucking 8.30 in the morning. I right. can't. That's, I've lived my whole life you know to not what? be that person. It's not, it's not as bad as if it were, you know, two, three in the morning. Wake, you know, that's True. when you seem like a weirdo. What? Early what? in the morning, it's like, man, she gets up, she gets stuff done early. But I gotta start waking up early. You probably motivated this person. I don't know. I think it's like when you're sleeping, you wake up and someone's staring at you. People. <laughs> I'm getting real good at saying the right thing. Crossers. I no. like how short her jacket is. Look at him calling her names. Is they he? are not getting along. You guys don't fight. No. As pedestrians, that's the last thing we want to see. At least save it for the curb. <laughs> don't mid fight Main Street. Oh, that taco truck right there that we just passed mm -hmm. is the best one in LA. Many people say so. I Yeah, I hear that. They, there's always some taco truck that's claiming to be the best. I mean, I have to say... It's such a competitive market. It's very competitive, and everyone's doing a great job. There are a few of them are not good. You know what I mean? There is a... Or some are just like, you might as well have gone to a restaurant because there's a vegan one by my house that I got a burrito, and it was $12. Oh, and I'm like, shit. I don't know a lot of uh, brick-and-mortar $12 burritos. <laughs> Much less one that has a slight hint of gasoline. They're like, help us keep our van on the street. Yeah. Pay the extra. Go the extra mile. I don't... I was... It was good. It was good, though. I mean, I had a quesadilla from one. I think the one that's outside the Virgil. That permanent one outside the Virgil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, that place is... That is one of... I've heard that's the best. I mean, I, th I honestly think there's probably about five that you could easily say are the best yeah because they're just making like the chicken when the, you get that like chicken in a quesadilla and it's that red marinated chicken mm -hmm. fuck what more do you want there was a uh, i can't uh, anthony bourdain one of his shows no limits no no yeah uh, something like no, that something. no borders no border yeah something like that god I doctors didn't watch. without borders yes that's right. what it there was it there it is there it is uh they were there was some guy that started in the food cart business early on and now has many many uh 
actual restaurants, but it was a really interesting story. And then they talked about the L.A. riots and his parents hanging out on rooftops with machine guns. Really? Yeah, it was like a, about Koreatown. And they, they were talking about going into this sizzler <laughs> where he and his friends would take meatballs and put them in the taco shells and have these meatball tacos. <laughs> and I've never been so confronted because ever since that episode, I've wanted to go to that sizzler and have myself a meatball taco. Sure. I haven't yet, though. I just can't bring myself to do it. You know what's funny? Uh, and this might help you with that. Um, Georgia just told me, Georgia Hardstark of the podcast, my favorite Myers. Yes, yes. I right just... here on the Exactly Right Network. <laughs> um, but uh, she said that her and Vince um, went to a Sizzler recently and it was great. And I said, uh, do they still have nacho cheese at their salad bar? And Vince began to describe to me what they have at the salad bar. And <laughs> it's nuts. They have like all Sorry, all kinds of like appetizers. Are it we, sounds crazy. It's like a new and improved Sizzler. I think Sizzler's really. Yeah, they're, they're trying their best. Do they still have just a trough of brown pudding with some <laughs> some X's of ranch that are uh, drizzled? <laughs> like there's always, Ugh. yeah, someone's always. They just place the dressing too close to the pudding because it's an end of salad decision, I guess. Yes. And there's always a ranch spattered X. <laughs> Here, this marks the spot where I saw the pudding. <laughs> I always like him when a salad bar, there was a restaurant called the Green Mill in Petaluma that was like strictly for old people. You had to be like over 80 to really enjoy it. Yeah. And they had a big old salad bar and their thing was it, cling peaches. Remember when cling peaches were just like, that was like the and cottage cheese were like at a salad bar the yeah. big, a big move the, the clean peaches you're saying cling c-l-i-n-g oh i don't i've never i just would say canned peaches it's, shiny syrupy peaches <laughs> right except the cling i think is the is the like type of peach or it's the sound the can makes when you drop it into cling. the cling <laughs> yes, i figured it out <laughs> there it is that's why we're doing this that's why we try so hard <laughs> I just think it's time to reapproach Sizzler. The last time I was there was in the 90s, and it was so depressing, I almost took my own. Uh, but I, you but almost I took it. your own food there? <laughs> <laughs> I almost took my own turkey sandwich. But it was rough. It was just like super old people eating super slowly, and it smelled not great. But Vin said... It's a totally different story wow. now. I should go to that. I've been eyeballing that one in Koreatown for close to a decade now. <laughs> There's also one in Atwater that I think is the one he was talking about by that um, Costco. Oh, I got to go to that one. That sounds better. It'll be less uh, crowded. Less ranch. Yeah, better parking. There's no parking in Koreatown. No, there isn't. And I had a friend that had an apartment there once and her car got stolen like three times. Was it a Honda Accord? Probably. Yeah, they get stolen a lot. That's why I keep mine in my garage. <laughs> it's uh, It's been pretty nice, though. No one's trying to break in my garage, and the ghost has not been visiting at all. Do you think it could have been pipes or something? <laughs> well, the, you know, there was objects disappearing and reappearing. Right. That was... But yes, is it is it me being misplacing them? I'm starting to convince myself that it was just my brain, but it, it really wasn't, especially those first couple times. <laughs> and there were times, like I said before, where I realized it was something that I'd put in my pocket and then I'd apologize to the ghost. <laughs> but I did, when I burned incense and sage, I did say out loud, you can hang out here when I'm out of town. And I was being serious, like, you, it's hard to tell a ghost to get on out. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to retaliate, and suddenly there's a butcher knife flying through the air slowly at me. So you're doing more of a shared space? Yeah, we have a Google calendar. We both... <laughs> I just let him... No, I mark out my dates. My my ghost is my new manager. Does a lot of my scheduling. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And gets real aggressive with the pay rate? Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It was a it was a businessman in his life. Look, if your ghost can't get you new faces this year, you need to fire that guy. <laughs> I already did new faces. <laughs> and I was reminded uh, by Chad Daniels, who I did this club in Winnipeg. Uh, 
called Rumors. It was very fun. Rumors. It, well, yeah, that's that's. This is a slut. And everyone knows it's called that. That's the <laughs> most scandalous thing. Not my sluttiness. Everyone's talking about how it's called Rumors. Shh, they tell jokes here. <laughs> uh, but Chad in uh, was the comic like the week before me, and he's he told the story of us at uh, New Faces in Montreal, where we we uh, you know. Yep. I was very hungover on stage, and I said out loud during one of the more important sets of my career, um, do you guys, have you ever gotten so drunk with Chad Daniels that you forgot your closer? <laughs> well, I have, and then that's <laughs> how I ended my set. And Dave Rath was my manager at the time, and he just looked down at Chad, and he's like, you son of a bitch. And it was like a fun, it was a fun beginning mistake, and one of my first big mistakes. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, you know, I bet my life would have been the same had I remembered that closer. I'd be in the same position right now, wearing the same shirt. Uh, your hair would be definitely different. Yeah, you'd have probably a nicer car. This is a I, nice one, though. You, you have impacted my life. You see what your drinking does to my car? That is what we found out. Me, if I had done a better set, mine, everything in my life would be the same, but somehow yours would be better. This would be a, a Mercedes SL500. Mm -hmm. And I would get huge fucking wheels. Just slightly better seats. <laughs> oh, you have a seat warmer. Yeah. I don't, but you do. Uh, it's hard. If you think about those, the, the, the domino effect, the butterfly effect, if I can mention my favorite Ashton movie. Oh, yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> can we, have you seen that movie? I know I you're start, joking. I started. It is unbelievably badly it, great. It is. It is. You it, have to watch it. I one time was auditioning for something and, it, and apparently the production company was owned by Ashton Kutcher. Hmm. It wasn't called Punked Industries or anything. So was how would I know? Tr Tricked Incorporated? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Trucker Hats Academy of bro bro Arts. Of bro 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 bro. And I went into the... I, they had a giant butterfly effect poster. So after I read these lines... Oh, no. I said, oh, are you guys big fans of the movie Butterfly Effect? And I laughed. And then they're like, well, we, we, we made that. The, our company uh, is owned by Ashton Kutcher. I was like, oh, so I'll just see myself out then. <laughs> but then there was a gym in there, like where, and uh, and I walked in the gym and he was like, well, lifting weights in the gym. Sure. And then he said, hi, and he seemed really nice. Did you and apologize? Like, Did you say, oh, no. I just ripped the butterfly effect uh, in your life? I'm just glad it happened down the hallway. Um, can I just tell you that I used to do a 10-minute chunk on the butterfly effect? It's so funny. <laughs> I'm, uh, I got to finish watching you it. You have to watch it. Did you get to the part where he has a prosthetic arm? No. Please do. It's so great. Wasn't that the movie where he, someone, a director, said you have to take an acting class? Probably. And he got offended. Because <laughs> I, he's kind of good in that 70s show. He does that he's character. He's perfect. It's yeah. perfect casting. But, uh, but man, in this, he's like freaking out. There's psychological stuff happening. It's yeah. like a thriller. Yeah. And uh, he, he takes you out of it very, very often. <laughs> but I would argue this. Look, we've... You can't make a good movie by yourself if you're Ashton Kutcher. Right. The script needs to be good. You need good directors. Right, right. You need somebody that can make a realistic-looking prosthetic arm. <laughs> That's not on him. And he was bringing what he... They knew exactly what he could bring to the table right. when they made that movie. And nobody was helping him with good, fun, good things to say or good ways to say it. So he was totally on his own. Do you think he wrote it, really, and directed it? No, no, no. I'm just saying that... The, you know, those people in that room saying, uh, well, we made it are oh, right. as responsible, if not more so than anybody else, because you can't, you know what I mean? He, th he doesn't know what a good movie script probably was. He was 25. Right. Right. He was only on a one TV show. He was a mo He was an underwear model. Right. Right. So like, he's like, Ooh, this is what a cool concept, which it was a cool concept. The execution was fucking disastrously yes, terrible. Yes, yes. To the point where it's a great movie to watch. I is it is it kind of like powder where you just yes. you can't believe some yes. of these things are happening. And also you get like because I think everybody loves Ashton Kutcher. I, I think I mean aside from the punch 
shit in the fact that he's right, right. a huge For bro. For some but, reason, yeah. No, you would never be like, oh, that asshole. No, you because yeah. he has a great face and it seems like a guy you went to high school with and he's kind of, ha- he has a good vibe. Emotionally, how, what are his eyebrows telling you? I know you put a lot of weight into eyebrows. Yeah, I get a blankness from his eyebrows that, <laughs> oh, well. that actually, I bet you over the years, like, you know, he was, um, who did he play? He played Steve Jobs and there are people who said, the the Steve Jobs that Ashton Kutcher did that movie uh, was better than the one that um, Fastbender Fastbender did Fastbender. There are people that say that because he looked exactly like him and the acting was really good. So, oh man! You know he may have grown and changed and taken that acting class that was recommended. But right. It doesn't make the butterfly effect any less valid as a form of entertainment. Like everything doesn't need to be an Oscar winning thing. I get just as much, if not more, entertainment out of the butterfly effect than I do some fucking... I don't... For some reason, I I had to stop watch, watching it abruptly, and I remember vividly turning, pausing it. But did, it's still sitting there. Did a prosthetic arm come and grab you out of your <laughs> couch, and then there's Ashton Kutcher. Buddy, it's just a prop. <laughs> Buddy, don't be scared. Oh, God. I'm so glad he didn't hear me make fun of it. <laughs> Well, also, um, did you hear he just uh, he had to be a witness in a murder trial because a girl that he had just started dating was murdered by a serial killer. What? Yes. And he just had to testify. It's heartbreaking. Like when he was he was going over to her house to meet her um, to go out on a date with her and she didn't answer the door. And so he like looked around and all this different stuff and left and she was inside the house. She'd been murdered. So for a little while, he was one of the suspects. When was this? What year? Well, I he can't just, believe it. He just testified like within like a month ago, oh, but I don't wow. know what year it happened. Oh man, God, Stephen just handed me a picture of him. He, he looks, he's handsome. He's a beautiful man. And isn't that fucking nice sad? Hair. Like, oh, it is. Like, yeah, the murder is bad too. <laughs> But it's like he just started dating some girl that he liked. That's so awful. It's awful. It's awful. And he probably got approval from Demi and Bruce Willis to date the girl. Don't they have like a very tight knit? Uh, oh, now I sound like I'm making light of someone dying. No, 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 no. Um, but I think, no, this was way before, I think. Right, Stephen? Are you looking oh, at I, that article? Yeah, yeah. Man. No one really cares about this story but me. No, I care. <laughs> I do care. I feel bad that I tried to make jokes. Oh, no, it's okay. When I hear about someone dying, I have to make jokes. I make good jokes in hospital, too. I get, <laughs> I get nervous, and it's my defense me- mechanism. Uh, listen, I'm not judging you. It's it's uh, the reason I have this beautiful car. I went. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to act when real emotions are needed. I went to the doctor. My shoulders have been clicking and have weird bumps in them, and I can't bring my arms back. So I went to a doctor. I'm like, hey, I got clickety bumpity shoulders. (laughs) And I I couldn't, I kept trying to make him laugh just because I was nervous about things. And then I think that I. And he was laughing. He's uh, This doctor's become my friend. And then he just laughed right through the part where he's supposed to tell me what's wrong with me. And I feel like I'm just... Uh, He's I, trying to get you to come back, maybe? I don't know. Hang I, out with him somewhere? I think I'm just... My, my own comedy is going to kill me because I can't <laughs> stop. I didn't stop to think about what I need to tell him. Oh, because you were riffing so hard. Yeah, I'm riffing and riffing. And then it's like, wait, <laughs> the, the reason I came here wasn't to do a little concert. <laughs> or was it? Or was it? Now, this is a That's different... my version of a one-man show. The One do- guy in the audience. Uh, the doctor is different than the new male adult friend you've made recently, right? Right, those right. Those are two different adult male friends you've no, made. No, I, uh, I exchanged phone numbers with, a, with an age-appropriate... A uh, man that is not my new friend, and we go skateboarding, <laughs> and uh, he's also an artist. We have a lot in common. We were set up by my buddy Jim, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I have, I have a new friend in my neighborhood, and we go and we go skateboarding, we play, we go bowling. <laughs> it's uh, it's very fun. It's weird as an adult uh, to to because I meet guys all the time. I'm like that guy was nice. 
be fun. And it seems weird yes. in your 40s to say, hey, can I call you sometime? I don't know why. Well, first of all, because people don't call each other anymore. Right. Just never ask that question again in your lifetime. Right, right. Uh, no one wants you to call them. And the answer is no. No, I played it cool. I was like, hey, okay, I'll cool. text you and we'll go skating, dude. Hey, do you want me to send you an emoji that's hard to interpret? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds like good. A yelling shadow <laughs> profile head. Now, what time in the morning do you want it? Because I can go as early as 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on when my phone lets me know you sent me something. Uh, no, no, it's been great. I love my new neighborhood. I have friends. I have that garden I mentioned. That was an exciting part of the podcast. You're making friends. You're gardening. You're talking about gardening. Yeah, exactly. It's, new it's a new life. I have new gardening friends. Are you going to have a party? I have. You're right. There's a lot of... I got to get to a good stopping point. Of what? Well, I'm now I'm deciding to make my room kind of camping themed. I'm going to put a tent over the bed. Uh, I'm going to get some faux grass and put that at the base of my uh, tree wallpaper wall. Uh-huh. And uh, when I you think say I want faux grass, like uh, astroturf? It is not. It's better than astroturf. It's the new stuff that people use in lieu of growing grass. There's even like fake dried grass in it oh so it looks it's really like realistic. longer very realistic cool. it's, it's three dollars a square foot it's like a little bit of an investment how many square feet did you get uh, i'm gonna get 12 by uh 12 by two so we're now looking so a strip. at strip yeah a long 12 strip by three okay. okay i'm gonna get a hundred bucks worth nice and i'm gonna yeah and i'm gonna like uh have it be a wavy uh line like a golf course or something Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have that in the corner. Okay. With maybe a Coleman lantern, and it's just gonna be a little strange, I think. But I, it's what I want to do, and I want to have my bed, a tent, a canvas tent over my bed. Okay. There's a hotel I stayed at in Big Bear, and each room was themed camping style, and I really enjoyed it there. Yeah. I think I want to do that to my room. Okay. Well, yeah. that you should do exactly what you want to that room. Do you think I'm describing a strange? Is it strange? I'm trying to picture going into that room uh, romantically. Oh, right. You know what I mean? When you're going to bring home one of right. your 23-year-olds that you like to bring home. Right, right. What if I'm... What's she going to feel about a suddenly being on camping? And I'm and I'm wearing a Boy Scout uniform. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, please put on this dead mother dress. Please. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm licking a lollipop and wearing a propeller hat. <laughs> I like my youth. <laughs> And I want to recapture it. I, I do want it's interesting. Yeah, I think it'll it'll be classy. I'm 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 making it sound ridiculous. Okay. But it is my apartment's almost ready. You're right. I should have a party. Well, I'm just saying. House I think uh, I think you're ready, and you throw really good parties, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I've thrown parties before. It'll be a good time. You, I think you have a good combination of friends because you, of course, have the comedy element, but then you pull in that very uh, for. To, in my opinion, what really adds to a party? Skateboarders. And civilians. Civilian skateboarders. Norman, normal people and skateboarders, which I wouldn't necessarily group together. When I lived in Austin, I would throw parties and it would be exactly half skater dudes and half comedian people. And it's so fun to watch them interact. Uh, what I find the times I've seen skater dudes interacting with comedians... Mm -hmm is that comedians will joke about shitting on the floor and skater dudes will shit on the floor. <laughs> Am I right about that? Right, right. That's... And they'll be mad if you joke about it and don't do it. They'll be like, what are you even talking about this for? <laughs> you should just be doing it. Have I... I feel this is... Every time I say, have I told this before, it usually is. But you don't notice sometimes and it's it's okay. The experience is new for each of us. It's the That's the beauty of this podcast <laughs> is neither of us remember anything. Our brains are shrinking at the same rate. <laughs> it's I, so comforting. I didn't shit on a floor, but I did get my mine on a floor by... Uh, I was going up and I saw this, the girl recently that owned the cabin... And she uh, told she. I knew I had gotten away with it without being blamed for the the fecal matter on the floor. Mm -hmm. But I went outside, and it was winter. And I, I hate to ask questions. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You're not going to explain how it got on the floor or what the excuses or anything. You're just, do you want to skip that part? You can. <laughs> I'm telling it in a weird order. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to reveal later what happened? The pipes were shut off at the apartment and so, or at the cabin. It was a cabin far off and she said we had to go to the bathroom first and I ignored those 
that request and then once I got there I really had to go to the bathroom and there was no bathroom up there and it was winter and so I went outside in the snow and accidentally the boots I had put on had stepped in it and, oh, shit. and at night I went back in and they all <laughs> they had all gone to sleep they were playing board games it was me I was the third wheel it was two friends and their dates gross. and I went in and I walked through the cabin like it was white it, white carpet in a cabin? Yes. They're, they're asking for it. Right. I don't feel bad exactly. for those people at all. That's why I felt okay lying. And I forgot what the <laughs> lie was. But she said, recent, I, she said, remember when we went to the cabin and you stepped in wolf shit? And I, so then I realized, oh, I could somehow convince them. And it was like 1995 where <laughs> no one knew that much about wolves. Right. You couldn't, you couldn't uh, Google anything. I lied. I just lied. Wolf versus human shit. I lied. Good. What kind of fucking... Paris Hilton cabin were you going to? It was beautiful. Was yeah, it really? they were wealthy. They lived they, in their backyard. There was just people playing polo. I'll, I'll never forget that. No, really? Yeah. There was a polo court in did the you, backyard. Did you shit on the polo court? No, no. I saved it for the cabin. <laughs> the house <laughs> was a different thing. And I knew they'd, uh, some butler would just take, they had people that worked at the house that they didn't make eye contact with. It's oh. very, it's one of my, I, I had, First times feeling really uncomfortable around people with money. And her parents were much older. And, and uh, anyway, so I went up and uh, tracked shit through well, their cabin. Quote unquote wolf shit mm -hmm. through their cabin. Uh, I mean, the only, I, the only embarrassing story that's similar to that is we one time stayed in my cousin's uh, loft apartment in Portland. Me, Greg Barrett, Lisa, uh -huh. Lisa Langang, uh, Paul oh, Tompkins. Yeah. It was I a real people. It was a real uh, cavalcade of superstars. And yeah, we were all who's up who? In, in Portland just having fun. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it turned very not fun because my cousin's loft, he was gone for, um, you know, like a month. And he, his loft, the, it was a shared bathroom. I think they call those Jack and Jill bathrooms. So there's a door on our side and then a door on the other side connecting to the other apartment and you know what I mean? And the, basically the bathroom was in the middle of okay, the two. Sure. Sure. And the person who lived in the other apartment locked the door so we couldn't get into the bathroom it, because I think he thought from the inside. Yeah. My cousin was gone. I had an apartment like that. Then the neighbor did it to me all the time. Nightmare. Yeah. It's awful. So, and because that's back when we were still drinking. So then one morning I woke up and I was just like, I tried to open this door with every like knife and uh -huh. I tried to break into it in every way. And finally I just took like one of their free weekly papers and went up to the roof <laughs> and like, and like, a, my, like I was training myself as a puppy. I shat on a, a weekly paper and then folded it up. I'm so glad you're sharing this. <laughs> I, th I thought there's no way you're going to tell a story as embarrassing. I was, I felt of course you're I making me feel better. That's why I'm doing it. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. I really put myself out there. Because mine's disgusting. And then I tracked it through the apartment. And then you just, you just told me about, at least you kept it on the roof. I mean, and the funniest thing was, cause I was like, so I folded up and I'm like, I now I have to find a garbage can to put human waste in. Like, this is a, a bit of a thing. So I they don't put make it in the corner, <laughs> right? Yeah. Put it in the corner to like, take care of it. No, 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 no. No, no, Asshole. no one puts baby shit in the corner. <laughs> and Greg Barrett, as I'm coming down, oh, no. Greg Barrett is coming up. It was so hilarious. And we were just like, we'd look at each other and we were all, none of us were getting along on this trip. Uh -huh. Everybody was fighting. <laughs> um, everybody was d drinking and fighting and it was hilarious. And it was just like, and, and people were kind of mad at me, like, cause there was no bathroom. I was like, we can stay in my cousin's place. And then it was just like, there was no bathroom and there was no air conditioning and it was boiling hot. It was kind of nuts. And that somehow that was your fault. That it was a Jack and Jill style bathroom. <laughs> An unbreakable into. I feel like if you have a bathroom like that, the lock should be one of those kinds that if you stick a butter knife in it and turn it, you can open it from the right. other side. You shouldn't be able to like completely lock the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a fire hazard. I, the, the one, when I first moved to Austin, I moved into this tiny room. It was above a noodle like uh, restaurant mm. so it always smelled like uh good uh like pho you know it was like pho or pho or fee <laughs> four or five p5 <laughs> or fum 
And uh, the neighbor... So it smelled like the blood of an Englishman? Yes, it okay. very much did. Right. And what do you do with a drunken right. Irish sailor? <laughs> uh, I think you cut his belly with a rusty razor, yeah, which is I, weird. See, had I known that back then, my living situation would have been fine. <laughs> the neighbor was a, a guy who I would make... Like, we weren't allowed to have anything in there, like a hot plate or anything. I had a microwave, that, so everything... There was no kitchen. It was just a room. Yeah. I would slam the microwave, and a half hour later, he would have, there'd be a three-page written note, like, describing the experience of me slamming my microwave and how the sound of it travels down the, the wall across uh -oh. the floor and against his brain like a rubber <laughs> mallet, and, and the writing would get more intense, and he'd be like, I'll give you two more chances yeah, he he told me I had a couple more microwave slams before he would have to tell the landlord, who yeah. was this very stern German woman who loved him and didn't like me. One time that he did the same thing. He he locked the Jack and Jill bathroom, and I I knocked on his door. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to get into my apartment. You locked the door, and he was frustrated, shirtless, oddly ripped, like Ned Flanders. Uh-oh. And he... But, but he nerdy had, on top, like Oh, yeah, balding. Oh, balding always had a Band-Aid on his bald head. <laughs> like, he shaved it, and every once in a while there'd be... But he was... <laughs> he was fucking crazy. He was ripped. And his mattress... I remember walking through his room and, not, and trying not to look at anything, but it was a serial cook killer-looking room. His mattress was bound up rolled up and wrapped with like bungee cords and I the noises he was making at night I thought were like sex noises I didn't know but he was boxing he was punching his mattress he'd be in there boxing he had a giant computer and then on the wall was pictures of people and I swear that I glanced up and it looked like a picture of a of a class of kids maybe he's an uncle I don't know oh, there was no. scary his wall had pictures of and it looked very victimy and he was shirtless and his mat and there was no other belongings i'm like oh you have no clothes there was a pile of laundry what city yeah this was in austin Shit. and the letters kept coming and i was getting more and more scared and there was times where he'd be sobbing and <gasps> and he would ask for help and i'd not, and i would just hide and pretend i wasn't there he was like a crazy person what did he so i decided to move out yeah and and the day i was uh, getting ready and packing, he just knocked on my, my door and he looked all healthy and normal. He's like, hey, see you later. I just want to say it was nice living next to you. I got a job <laughs> in California, so I'm moving. I'd never heard him say anything, but he wanted to shake my hand and say goodbye. I moved out because of him and then he beat me to it. <laughs> And Were then you I, still moving out? Yeah, and I wanted oh. to, I'm like, wait, I'll stay now. But the crazy Band-Aid guy murderer left, but it was too late. Oh, shit, that asshole. And that's the last time I lived alone, until now. You know what? Yeah. Here he is right now. Oh, hello. <laughs> Told you I moved to California. <laughs> Heidi ho, neighbor. Hi, diddly <laughs> Hi, diddly He really, and he was an, he was an accountant, uh, and that's all I knew about him. And he was athletic. Like, it did make sense that he is ripped. He was riding his mountain bike all the time. But but he was real creepy. Yeah. I, the crying is tough because it's he cried one thing a lot. to be scared of somebody and it can be like, okay, this is a physically threatening person and uh -huh. I understand him in this one way. Mm -hmm. But the crying folds in the humanity of like, oh, we're all just, we're all just crumbling interior <laughs> right I would, oh, it's so sad i would hear noises and i thought well maybe he's uh, having weird sex maybe he has a pet chinchilla maybe that's not crying maybe <laughs> you know i just couldn't pinpoint all the noises but it was all weird stuff yeah and i just kind of wasn't paying attention but once i was paying attention i'm like i gotta get out of here this guy's gonna kill me yeah well i think you were right i think always better to try to move out away from those people because it's where you live like you have to feel safe and relaxed where you live you know you can't you just can't have like a threat hanging over you and pretend that's not going to affect you yep. I was kind of one day there was a guy that lived across the hall from me when I lived in my tragic studio apartment on Grace and I think he was a really nice guy actually uh -huh. but he came over one time I think he could smell that I smoked pot uh -huh. and, or, and cigarettes and drank and so he came over one day knocked on the door 
and was like, hey, do you want to watch The Simpsons together? And uh -oh. then I, I, I was just like, in that moment, I was just like, if I say yes and like go into that guy's house, he lives across the hall it from me. It would be even better if he looked like Ned Flanders too, <laughs> and he wanted to watch The Simpsons. He did have um, those kind of eyes where the irises don't go to the bottom, and it scared me. <laughs> and then, I, when, of course, when I talked about it on stage, which of course I did, I was like, and I'm almost positive there was a fine mist of blood on his face. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, no, no thanks, no thanks. But God. he didn't. He was just a regular guy, and I was just... You know, us out of my mind. And scared. he had, and he had, he just had bright freckles. He just, so that part was, it, it was just entirely made up because I was just saying every, everyone wants to kill you, basically. Yeah, a fine mist of blood <laughs> is a very vivid uh, <laughs> string of words. He doesn't realize the blowback blood from his last victim is actually still on his face. Yeah, when he yeah. He invites me over to watch The Simpsons. And then you're going to call up a spatter uh, technician or whatever, the blood spatter yeah, guy. A sp yeah, a blood spatter technician. A, de a dexter type. Just to wipe his face with a with a gloved finger. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, it's like I could have, who fucking knows, this sliding door style, that could have been my, uh, my the one, capital T, capital O. And I was <laughs> a paranoid lunatic that was just like, I can't. You can't be near me. You live too close. Yeah, well, you did. You're making a good point. I really thought there's people that are driving like bats out of hell. Yeah, everyone's a terrible driver. <laughs> it's just awful. It's been a whole day of that for me. I really, again, I want to thank you for telling your roof poo story. <laughs> you're welcome. You really, I can't believe you did. That's one of the nicest things you've done for me. You're, Chris, always, you're always yes anding me. I liked improv. I, uh, but also those stories, I, I've been listening to storytelling podcasts recently where everybody has a shit story. And mm -hmm. even though it's like, it's the funniest thing to tell because it's so humiliating, but everyone laughs because everyone's done some version of it and is keeping it a right. secret. And I've always wanted to have a group of storytellers and go on the road and call it tour of duty. No one, no one will. No. No one well, will fine, let, I'll do it. Oh yes, I knew it. <laughs> name is the name is everything. Uh, tour of duty. But it is. Everyone does have. No, I really did. We uh, Johnny Pemberton and I have both had uh, whatever colon issues in the past. Sure. His his very serious. <laughs> But uh, we both had some stories and we talked. That's tour of duty I already had in the can. That was yours already. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. Steven's choking right now, but I think really <laughs> subconsciously he wants to tell a poop story. Steven, get on Steven, that right. You got Steven, it? Steven, you got to give me a minute. I will think of one now. I know I have one. I, I, I mean, I definitely know I peed in my pants in front of everybody in camp when I was a kid. Oh, how old? Uh, I think I was like eight. But the, the nicest part was when the teacher took me aside to like change my pants. She was like, she told me a story about how she peed her pants like yeah. on the freeway waiting in traffic. And <laughs> that was like, that was just nice to hear as a kid for like an adult to be like, hey, yes. it's okay. It happens all the time. Yeah, it was yeah. like Adam Sandler turning to the other kids and saying, hey, peeing your pants is the coolest. Right? Yes. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, look, I'm peeing mine also. The best. The best scene ever. Have you ever heard Sarah oh, yeah. Schaefer tell that story in her stand-up where she was at the grocery store in New York City and she like got off the subway, had to pee, but then had to get some stuff at the grocery store? And by the time she was checking out, she had to pee so bad she just peed standing at the checkout. Wow. She just couldn't hold it anymore and was like, she was like, it was like physically painful. It right. was like a medical emergency. And so she's like, I just stood there, peed, and then got my groceries and walked away. <laughs> You ha it's not as wow. you have to hear her tell it. It's so fucking funny. I consciously, yeah, I've done. I one time in Houston driving. They have something called the Loop, and I couldn't get off. I didn't know where I was. I couldn't get off the freeway. There was cars everywhere. I had to go so bad that I just, for some reason, I had a cardboard box in the seat next to me. I folded it out, sat on it, and peed while I drove. Oh. And let me tell you, exhilarating. Yes, right? God, what a relief. It feels great. I did that once. We drank. We were going to... No, do what you want. Yeah. Do what you, you want. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, Audi. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were driving to go see uh, The Cure in San Francisco. We drank the whole way there from Sacramento. And when we got onto the Bay Bridge, I had to pee so bad. It was the same situation where I was almost crying. I grabbed a big gulp cup, peed into it in the back seat, and then right as we got off the bridge, the first stoplight we hit, I just opened the door and put the big gulp cup <laughs> out on the sidewalk. <laughs> Which is disgusting, but I was, it was a genuine emergency. Yeah. 
It's I I think that oh. everyone hides that the, ooh. I mean I mean we are every time we make a weird noise it's because we're seeing cars almost run into each other. Because we're watching German cars attack other pe- people on the street. Yeah. Has that been an hour? I uh, almost. I think almost. it has, it's been like right? 55 minutes, yeah. This is a nice tight. This is this one is it's personal. Mhm. It's clean it's fast and clean and personal don't you think i'd like to apologize also not to keep going back and revisiting moments that weren't good during the podcast but i do <laughs> not like how i made light of uh the murder of ashton kutcher's girlfriend no we... that's been eating away at me okay and uh, if anyone knows her i'm sorry for uh your loss and that she because it's really sad but the minute i hear about a murder i just gotta make jokes i know it's discomfort it's a very scary thing you know, we're all going to die. And whether we die violently at, at the hand of uh, someone psychotic mm-hmm. or we just fall out of our car and have our head get rolled over by a bus, whatever it might yeah, be. aneurysm on the toilet, I was going to say. Uh, shot with an arrow by a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is also falling in love. You could interpret it one of two ways. <laughs> oh, it's the best. <laughs> and just, you just turned a murdering, a Chucky doll, Dennis the Menace murderer, into Cupid. All of a sudden, he yeah. was wearing diapers. Because it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> he might as well be a serial killer, that Cupid, the way he destroys lives. <laughs> oh, that's well, terrific. That's it, right? Yeah, I, th- I uh, the only, I don't, what do I have to plug? I'm going to Petaluma and doing shows. Where? At uh, that gin distillery? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the place. That's the place. And that isn't, I was going to see, I mean, it's with Caitlin Gill and Jackie Cation, who are <gasps> people that we both love, and that's, um, it's in, I think that's not until... It's it's a ways away. I shouldn't have even... It's in August, mid-August. Oh, that's still... It yeah. gives people time to plan. Yeah. If you live in Petaluma or in the Bay Area, and you're up for a good comedy show in Petaluma... I don't... Do you know the name of the gin distillery? There's only I one. I think it's the gin distillery, but I do know that it's going to be on the, seven, the 17th. <laughs> or is it the Petaluma. Mystic Theater? I think it's uh, the gin thing sounds better. Um, <laughs> it's, on, it's on Corona Road. My sister literally lives three minutes away from that gin distillery, so she, those guys will go watch you. Yeah, you should come with, and then we'll podcast on the way, and we'll drop you off. Oh, and, my God. But we can't take you back. We're flying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, I would, it's an idea. I would do that. I would totally idea. do that. Yeah. I'll do fun. a drop-in tight four. I was going to say, <laughs> do you want to do stand-up on the show? I, you got to ease back into it. I... At some point, I'm going to have to Or just back leap into back into it. Yeah. Who or said, dive. Stephen, do you have some information? I Head looked first. up at chrisfairbanks.com slash tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the Griffo Distillery. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank that, you. Does it say it's on Corona Road or does it? It doesn't have the address. Okay. Chris, you don't have the address on your website. I know. The uh, Griffo Distillery in Petaluma, California, uh, which they, I think they book a ton of good comedy shows yeah. there. I'm excited about it. And uh, next month in July, I'm going to be in Austin and Houston. Okay, we'll, we'll promote um, those. In middle. Uh, yeah, just go to my website. Oh, yeah. Chris, yeah. ChrisFairbanks.com slash tour. Yes, yes. I think that is what it is. Or slash shows. <gasps> or slash shows. Pardon <laughs> me. I don't want to give the wrong address. Come on. I know. I call it shows. Shows with a Z? Tour, there's so much pressure to string a bunch of them in succession. <laughs> like it's a job. Consistently. No. Mine's sporadic shows. It's Take a, it up in anywhere. I, I want it to. I just want. I, I just have mine flights. It's, I try and have as many flights to different places as possible. Other than that, you can't promise anything, but no. you will be flying somewhere. Except for laughs. Karen? Uh, I don't have anything to plug. I am on vacation soon, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do anything, and I'm not going to do anything, right. and no one can make me. Well, it's good to see you again, friend. Thank you so much. Good to um, see you again, Stephen. Good to see you. Stephen, thank you for uh, making this happen for thank us. Thank you for being our guest. You were such a good guest. I hate to break it to you all listening right now, but we don't have a guest this episode. Oh, oh we uh, we might as well plug... Oh, Stephen... Yeah. Stephen has a podcast called The Purrcast. You have a couple. See Jurassic Right. Yes. The Purrcast. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Those are the only two right now. Oh, and okay. Then, and then everything else is exactly right. And then he's the head engineer of the Exactly Right um, Network. Yeah. And... Uh, That's a lofty t- engineer. Because there's a lot... There's a friend of mine who used to design... 
submarine hatches, <laughs> and then oh. he designed the Sonicare toothbrush. You guys are both engineers. Yeah, it's very... You're a sound engineer. It's a lot to live up to. And he's a uh, civic... I don't know. Civic engineer? No, no. I think that's when you you design waterways and streets. I think a mechanical engineer. Mechanical, mechanical. And I am a um, joke engineer. Mm Mm-hmm. And and train engineer, (laughs) which explains my striped denim. I'm an imagineer, but I don't work for Disney. I'm actually working actively against them. And I'm a rocketeer, and I do work for Disney. (laughs) And I'm an ear, nose, and throat doctor. (laughs) Uh, This has been Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R! Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.